0: hey and welcome back to another episode of ancient ways for modern days today we are going to jump right into acts chapter 14 and uh and i'll just go ahead and read the text that we're going to look at and as i read it what what i want us to be thinking about is uh the fickleness of mankind and and really the underlying desire we have to worship The, the reality that we are created to worship but how fickle we can be in the object of our worship, and and so today's ancient ways for modern days is really a, it's a, maybe a, a chance to check our own hearts and how we're worshiping and and even the uh, the way we think about the the worship we we give to God. And so let's uh, let's take a look at this Acts chapter fourteen, starting in verse eight. It Says, now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. So. This is Paul's missionary journey, and he sees this man. <clears throat> this is, he listened to Paul speaking, and Paul looked intently at him, and seeing that he had faith to be made well, he said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lyconian, The gods have come down to us. In the likeness of men barnabas they called zeus and paul hermes because he was the chief speaker and the priest of zeus whose temple was at the entrance to the city brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds but when the apostles barnabas and paul heard of it they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowds crying out men why are you doing these things We also are men of like nature with you and we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without witnesses, for he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even with these words, they scarcely restrained the people from offering sacrifice to them. We'll stop right there, actually. Um, there's a, there's a a handful of things that happen in this text. You see this um, this moment where Paul looks at this man and sees that the man has faith to be made well. well what, what do we do with a text like that? Well, What we understand is Paul has this this uh, the spiritual gifting you know, of healing that is meant to authenticate the, the apostolic teaching, the, the new revelation of the word of God. And so these two things, as the new revelation of the word of God was being revealed, they, they went hand in hand. It's no longer the case today. Um, those who want to claim to have new revelation should be able to uh, perform uh, miracles like Paul did. And uh, typically today in, in our world, what we see is, um, is is kind of a shystering performance of miracles. Uh, emotional experiences that, that have little word of God behind them and have little um, significance and, uh, and, and physical healing or change that, that accompany it. But that's not really what I re- want to focus on here. What, what I want to focus on is is Paul, in fact, he, he heals this man and the crowd's response, their reaction, they, they think that their, their pagan gods have come down and are walking among them. And look at the heart of mankind in this moment. How quick they are to to worship something greater than themselves, and 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 to to give honor and desire to to take Paul and Barnabas and worship them as as Hermes and Zeus. And and this is uh, this is the reality all of us live with. We we do it in different ways today. We we want to worship uh, sports teams or athletes. We want to worship politicians or movie stars we want to worship people in our in our sphere of work that are uh, excelling and we want to be like them and we idolize them but but our hearts they tend to have this longing for something greater than us that we can give our affection and our love to why why do we have this well because we're created with this desire to worship the one true god the only one who truly is greater than us who deserves our affection and our allegiance. And so this is the response of these people in this paganistic fashion, but we have the same response in our world today. We, we have this desire to love and to, to worship and honor that which is greater than us. Oftentimes it's misplaced and it's misdirected. And, and so... You see Paul and Barnabas, you see their response when this worship is misplaced and misdirected. When people are worshiping them, they're like, guys, what are you doing? We are men just like you. We are messengers and we've come to give you the message of the one true gospel. The message of Jesus and his death and resurrection. And then uh, there's this interesting line in here. Verse 16, In the past generations, he allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without witness, for he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. You know, Paul is drawing the connection for these people that God throughout time has has shown himself. He has given witness in things like the seasons and things like the ability for people to produce crop and be fed and have good glad hearts. This goes back to the Romans 1 passage we recently spoke about, how God has made his existence known to all. But all have chosen to walk in ignorance and ignore him without gratitude. This this just, what, what this does is it emphasizes the reality that God has made himself known. He has given us a desire to worship and we must now rightly worship God. We must now give our affection to the one true God and give our allegiance to the one true God. This is the ancient way for our modern day. Yes, the, the, the life that we live is different than the life of a, th- those with a pagan worldview 2,000 years ago, but the, the heart desire to worship is just the same. And the temptation to misdirect it is just the same. Where do you find your satisfaction and your hope? Where do you find the most joy in life? What do you look for? Or where where do you look to for your security and for your 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 joy? These, these, this is where our attention should be rightly aimed at Christ. We should look to Christ for our security and our hope, for our joy and for our peace and for our love. We should set our attention on the crucified and risen Jesus. We must be careful. We must be careful to guard our our worship. Uh, Let's apply this to those things that we mentioned earlier. Is your hope in the politics of our day? i'm not saying you shouldn't wisely and biblically look at the issues look at the politicians look at the platforms look at the parties you and i we should be very wise in the way we go and we vote and we should vote in line with biblical principles without a doubt and there are some clear biblical principles we must we we must in earnest consider but is that is that where our affection and our worship goes? Are our, our, our hearts aimed at a political party and what they might bring to the table for our for our hope and our security? We we might be we might be worshiping a man or a party or a platform. What about entertainment? Uh, do, do you just live and die for a, a sport or for a sport team? do you live and die based on a an athlete and their success do you do you live vicariously most of your life through what you watch on the television or the games you go to and the entertainment that you're absorbing let me let me warn you you are dangerously dangerously close to idolatry if not having crossed into it should you enjoy sports yeah enjoy them watch them follow them that, that's that, that, that's, we're not saying cut it out completely, but, but here's what we're saying. Be careful, be careful. Are you starstruck by an entertainer? Maybe an athlete or maybe an actor or an actress? Are, are you starstruck by someone successful in your place of employment or in your, in your sphere of, of expertise? Are, are you just hoping for interaction with certain people be careful. I know you're not saying Zeus and Hermes has come down, but do you treat that person as if they're, they're something even more than a human at times, maybe without even verbalizing that or, or even really without realizing that's the way you're thinking? Be careful. Be careful. Worship God alone. Trust in God for your hope and your security and your peace and your satisfaction. This is the ancient way for our modern day. It's a moment where we learn to guard our hearts. We guard our hearts from the idolatry that is so easy to fall into. And then lastly, uh, learn from Paul and Barnabas. Maybe you're in a spot where people really appreciate you and they really value you and they really admire you and they really respect you. Be careful to always point them to worship God. Make sure you're watching over those who who admire you and make sure that their hearts don't seem to be aimed inappropriately at their appreciation of you. You are entrusted with their affection. Ultimately aim that affection and that allegiance at the one true God.